0: From Work podcast. My name My is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up from Work Podcasts, this is your host, Dave Willem. You're listening to episode 138 of the show tonight. We're going live on this videocast version here, but if you're listening to this on podcast, probably about five or six weeks out from when this actually came out, this is where we get to work, making work a passion, living creative, full-time. If you're new to listening to the show, this is where we interview artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people living alternatively to do the things that they want to do instead of the things that sometimes we feel like we have to do. This is another interview tonight, hanging out with someone that's very close by and we've been trying to like actually meet up, but we're meeting up virtually for now. But at least we we got this to happen, man. Yeah, this is happening right now. So
1: excited.
0: (laughs) And we made it happen. So tonight I've got many different names here. So I've got Nathan LaPointe, who is really unique, unknown, who is co-founder of family band records and a bunch of other different things that we're going to break down tonight. So Nathan was born in Florida, but raised between Arizona and then was it Maine? be also living here or because of school too? Like how did the, we'll get into it, but like a split between Arizona and Maine, East coast, West coast.
1: Yeah, it's it definitely crazy. Um, I guess long story short, <laughs> funny it's always a funny story. I love telling my mom was like, We're gonna go on vacation to Maine for a few months and me and my brother like, okay. And then like twenty one days in, she's like, Oh, me and your dad are getting divorced and we're now living in Van Buren, Maine. I love my mom, respect her. But that that, yeah, that you know, this is just the reality of it. So went from Arizona to Van Buren, not expecting to live there. You know, this was like I think like sixth grade Yeah, sixth grade is when I went there. So definitely a crazy experience. But yeah, yeah. So went from Florida to Arizona because I'm adopted. My adopted dad got a job at Intel and then went from Arizona to Maine. They got a divorce. Right on.
0: So Nate is a rapper, a musician, and an artist. Also comes with theater roots and doing a lot of work in mental health working with people on, on programs in the area to influence those things. And then listening to his music here, and you'll totally get this too, very conscious and thinking about, you know, even your posts, Nate, like when I see them on Facebook and stuff, lots of positivity, lots of like thinking deeper conversations, both coming out of your lyrics just, and also in your normal day-to-day conversation that you're trying to bring out. So uh, everything that really draws me in, man, so many things that you're working on to stimulate art and creativity, not just in your one space, just to culminate and create spaces to ball that up. So I love seeing that and all the different avenues that we're going to totally get into in this episode that you're working on. That's why we like kicked it off right away when we were chatting, man, as I was just like, there's a lot of things about this guy that I want to know. And I feel like we're we're both treading in the same direction, even if it's very... Different things or similar things. We're both working to try to create an environment for creation to just continue on in our area, and I'm pumped to one day get to your your shows and be around here, man. So thank you for Bro, being I, on the show
1: tonight. I'm gonna hire you to do an introduction for me whenever, wherever I go. Because I was nice. nice. I, I killed it. All right. <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better than that. Interviews oh. over. That's it.
0: We're done. that's it sorry guys very <laughs> quick digestible episode tonight seven minutes long
1: <laughs> yeah yeah brother no that's yeah. like I said that was beautiful yeah crazy world crazy world I, it's surreal to be even doing all these different things yeah. for sure you know five years ago ten years ago especially when I was midst of my chronic pain the worst of it I, you know definitely didn't imagine this so it's cool Hey!
0: Well, right on, man. Well, welcome to the show. And for people that don't know Nathan LaPointe, they don't know Unique Unknown or Family Band Records or these different pieces of the pie that make you up. Do you want to just talk through like, you know, you just said some, you know, some things with where you've been in five years and all these things that we talked about earlier of these changes and things that are happening quickly through influence and creation. Do you want to just run people who don't know some of those pieces of the pie or, or don't know you? What are these things? Where do they come from and kind of where are we at? So we can set the stage for some of the conversations that we're going to jump into.
1: Yeah. So I'll just kind of go through the story. God, there's so many, I see myself in so many screens right now. It's bizarre. So I'll just kind of go from the beginning. Yeah. So I was adopted in Florida. I was actually with a family before when I was adopted very young, like, you know, I think a little less than a year old. Um, But my name was Bobby O'Brien before I was adopted. Then my mom, Sheila, again, love her so much. She named me Nathan, which to her was gift of God. I think that's what it means in the Bible or something like that. But yeah, so lived in Florida for like eight years. That's where I was... You know the early part of my life, and then, as I said, moved to Arizona. Sweat my balls off for five years. It was. It's hot it's in Arizona. Hot. It's hot. People man. are like, people are like, it's a dry heat. People who've never been there, too, they always say it's a dry heat. I'm like, that doesn't make it any better. Like, they say a dry it like it's dry heat,
0: but it's still substantially more heat than other <laughs> a places. Dry, so a yeah. dry heat, a
1: hundred and four. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> it's still hot, um, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember seeing it's funny I remember seeing snow. I remember we saw snow in Flagstaff like maybe you know a little less than an inch which was a cool experience. And then as I said, you know the story went to Van Buren Maine. Parents got a divorce so moved to Van Buren Maine and I remember the first winter there was like the worst thing I could have ever imagined ever but yeah it was crazy change from arizona to maine but a lot of good things happened totally and this is important like just for the story of it is so i got to do sports which i never done so i got to be a part of a team and all that it was definitely i dealt with some racism and stuff when i first got there not a lot of um not a lot of people like me up there i graduated with 28 kids just to give you an idea of how small that town is on the border of canada
0: Oh yeah, I was going to ask you where that was at. I travel around the state actually a ridiculous amount, but I haven't been in that town yet.
1: It's by Fort Kent, Madawaska, Caribou, Rooster County, that area. Sure, right on the right on the border of Canada. Um, But yeah, it's got to do sports. That's actually I used to tap on my legs all the time, and you know you can imagine just be. Crazy, goofy and all that. So my mom got me a little drum set. So that was my first instrument right there. Like the first thing I was very passionate about. My dad gave me... How old were you when you got that? I was... Oh, that's probably 12, 13 that age. Dad gave me Neil Peart, Anatomy of a Drum Solo. which was huge you know so i just fell in love with drums in sixth grade so i started learning snare so that was my first instrument first time i tasted like you know that whole thing and then freshman year so i went did that stuff seventh eighth grade and then freshman year i was just again i'm pretty insane person my homeroom teacher was like, theater needs people. You need to go join theater. So that was where I started theater and really <laughs> fell in love with it. First year, I ended up getting an all-star cast award. They thought I was a senior and I'm a freshman. So uh, that's, again, like my first... That was my first passion. So ended up going to USM for theater for a few years. That's where I started doing hip hop, rapping with my buddy uh Shahadi, who don't know him is Shahadi, the rapper is just dope dude, local dude. And Lake Balavance, Alexi Saliba, a few other people, we were called the Chang Gang. So that was when I first started kind of writing and dabbling in it and falling in love. And as I said, I was going to USM for theater at the time. And then I started dealing with pain in my groin, my right groin. I think it was like sophomore year and it just got progressively and progressively worse and then junior year was my final year. I ended up, I think I moved to Portland because I was at the Gorham campus. So I moved to Portland and I was living yeah. there. And the pain just got worse and worse, so I started writing a lot and that was kind of my saving grace in a sense because I was struggling a lot with a lot with identity and all that at that point. Sure. Cuz no matter what people tell you you're never really prepared enough for the real world and adult life, and just the way this freaking crazy society and everything is. So, yeah, it definitely threw me for a loop. But that's where I found unique unknown through that. I wasn't really acting. I, I went through. You know, I, I haven't been acted for like nine years. This the first time I've really been getting back into it. I say nine years, like seven or eight. My timing is off, but yeah. So I started writing a lot, constructing songs, and then started to go into Portland and experience the stuff there. I think I found Hell like yeah. Rap Night. I freestyled first time ever at Rap Night when it was at nice. Big Easy. I remember being on stage, being so nervous first time, like doing it in front of people, and it was so thrilling and stuff like that. And then found Monday of the minds and that's where things really started picking up. And then I met Tyler Henningson at a poetry slam at both They used to do that there. And again, at this time, the pain I was dealing with was so bad. I starting to I use a cane. So I have nerve Holy damage. I, they put mesh in my body as a young kid at a few hernia surgeries. And that grew with me. And wow. embedded in my nerve wall down there and just got that worse. And I only found this out the last surgery I had, which kind of put me on a better path. Wow, but dude. yeah, so it was, it was a crazy time of just like, I, you know, very depressed, very skinny. I'm a skinny person, but I was just like, you know, dealing with anxiety, taking different medications for the pain, not going from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what it was. But also on the other end, you know, finding Monday of the Minds, being able to have my first performance ever there, you know, building this relationship with Kyler, which has become, he's like a father, brother, friend to me, he's such an important part of my life. And obviously we have a record label we co own together. And yeah, I just kind of kept pushing, you know, I have this kind of resiliency in me. I think, you know, built up by my mom. My mom raised me to be strong and, empathetic and stuff like that and yeah so family band records has been going since 2019 officially that's when we we've been rocking it forever we we used to perform me and kyler would freestyle or i'd freestyle and perform he'd play the bass at guitar grave in portland sure. so we did that for a while which was awesome so that was my you know another kind of experience freestyling and stuff and then. Yeah, we just kept building up, you know, collaborating, connecting with people, meeting people, and then yeah, God, this story is so long. It gets longer the, I guess the yeah, older I get. But I'm like, am I getting bored? No, but, it's, uh, it's it happens
0: really quick, right? Like when you start, like like when you're talking through that story. In a second, I'm going to throw a comment there's through IG. People who are like watching live. I see your comments. I'll always throw them out whenever we're like in between the roles of stuff. So, like, I'm going to throw something up soon, but really quick before I forget on it with what you were saying, like, the story's so long, like, so much has happened. And then you talked about earlier when you're like the amount of things that happened in the past five years and stuff. It's cool always, like, when we start these podcast episodes and I kind of hear, like, how do we get here? Because I always start when I meet people like you or other guests on the show. I always meet the people when they're at that. Not always, but I'm, I'm usually meeting people and they're in the middle of all these things, but it's really interesting to hear how that happens. So it's cool that like, you know, all of these, these life events are, are what shaped you like this, these movements between different pieces of the country, very different in terms of those different places that you grew up. But then even when you hit school, the diversity in what you're seeing. So like you're, you're hitting the sports teams, you're picking up a drum set, you're getting into theater. These are all things that are are forming the way that you interact with people but like me from an outside perspective coming in late to to meeting you and listening to your music it's really neat to hear this story and listen to your music because i can hear that influence like there is a there is a theatrical performance the way that you're doing the singing sections and then you can hear mm-hmm. like you as a drummer you as coming from these different rock backgrounds you can hear that in the style of hip hop that you do with maybe it was you you were, you were talking about playing with that bass player all these organic instruments and then they're still getting some of this modern production as you've been influenced through the times and things like that but it's interesting to hear your background because I listened to some of your music before I heard that and now hearing that there's a lot of elements that I see in your kind of creation that makes sense to me now for that so it's it's I I appreciate that you're saying when you're talking through the story and then there's a lot more to go well and then it's 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 kind of like you're forming this melting pot of like what makes you you like I always tell people like when you're a creative you're you're so valuable because everyone is like a thumbprint or a snowflake where it's like every creative it is impossible to create a creative the exact same anywhere in the world once you're gone, you're gone there's no way to That's recreate true. that because. Your culmination of all of these influences, all of these life experiences, all bubbled up until like then your music comes out and it creates like that. And that's what's crazy, man. And that's what I love. So that's cool yeah. to hear your story on it.
1: I think that's one of the most important things I realized. And that's when I'm teaching in the hip hop conscious hip hop class, which shout mm-hmm. out to uh, Brody Defense, Bro Defense. Yes. Favorite song. He performed at the school field trip. I went on a few. So I think that was at the camp. I taught a hip hop class at the camp and I performed that song. So yeah, shout out to you. That's awesome. I love that. that so yeah. Much. Thanks for um, watching the pod, man. Bro defense. But writing like was such an essential part. I think it really is what saved me through my darkest times, which, you know, everybody's got something and it really, I, since I'm adopted, I don't know my real parents, what they look like, you know. So I always struggled with the person I am in the mirror. And that's unique unknown is me essentially looking in the mirror and actually facing myself. So writing this Mm. stuff down, you see the absolute real, because my writing style is what I call stream of conscious. So, you know, I don't think like the people who like will construct a song by coming up with the concept and then you know building each chorus or building each part between the choruses you know structuring it that way figuring out wordplay all that stuff i literally just kind of i just put my pen down you know it when i really desperately just need to get something out and i go and i i'd say it's very much You know, whether you believe in God or whatever, whatever spiritual thing you believe in, it is, I feel very much not like God's writing through me, but that is like getting connected to to that in that moment. Yeah, it was, you know, it was something that I was given to really just not only heal myself and learn about myself and grow But also just, you know, do that for other people, spread that knowledge and and give that out because it's such an important tool, you know, even if it's not, I would say even if it's not for a song purpose, you know what I mean? Just writing, letting your stream of conscious go, which is what DJ versus is one of the best things is I just go off, you know, it's all stream, I freestyle, I just let my mind go, it's completely freeing kind of moment. So yeah.
0: I was going to say, that's going to be very like, yeah, you just said freeing, but that's got to let a lot of, a lot out when you just, it's all complete reaction. There's no mm-hmm. gate in front of the creativity or like your thought for it. That's literally just like whatever, whatever happens relief. in the moment happening. Yeah. And that's an, that's an amazing part of art where there are things that people can never do again. Like like I work in audio and like, you know, this from the studio where like there are, some takes where just like shit happens and you're like, mm-hmm. I can never do that again. Or like they'll, we'll never get a take like that again because you felt a certain way or something happened during the the actual tracking piece of it or something there. And, and that happens in every art form where it's like, there's something that makes that the way that it is. And to express that, like you said, a 57 minute <laughs> friggin' freestyle with this uh, DJ versus rapper thing. That's got to feel incredible. And that came off out of that mindset that vibe for that long that's like flow state and that's what people talk about all the time like how do I stay in flow beautiful
1: yeah it's beautiful and it came off of like I said yesterday morning I went and presented my conscious hip-hop class concept to the alternative high school in Wyndham so that was the first time I you know I taught a little bit of hip-hop to the kids and stuff like that so was the first time I had ever done that like you know going in front of Kids, you know, these are high schoolers, you know, and presenting a plan, all that kind of stuff. So it was just a lot mentally and emotionally and stuff like that. I got through it. It was an amazing experience and beautiful. Yeah. But and then to go, the that's why I think we went so long is just complete stress relief. Like it was complete freedom, just getting all that anxiety I felt, all that, you know, stress out and then boom. Yeah, I get that. And then boom. Something happened. The world turned over. And Dave woke up. Don't do don't do.
0: That's gonna be dude, I, I have vo on some of my stuff. So I'll have to I'll have to have you uh lead me in. I'll do the I'll do the entrances for you when you're on any podcasts or like any yes. uh Trained. things and I'll give Great. your intro and then like when I'm making YouTube videos oh. or like IGTV, you'll be my entrance person. How's that? Oh man. I would I barter, would do that. Hello. <laughs>
1: My name is Nathan, and this is Dave. We're here to do something. To I can't stop looking cool at myself. Shit. Yeah, can't stop looking at myself.
0: So tell me, tell me about um. I so to lead into your 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 thing of basically for people out there, I, I was just getting a little bit of this information before the show here, but I think that this is a really cool piece. Like when you're talking about you, you got a grant to be able to to lead a conscious. Hip hop class at schools. I think that is such a cool thing that I, I don't know that I've seen, but I'm starting to see some things like that where like the college that I studied, I went there for my, my audio engineering degree and, and for music. And it was a good experience, but I noticed that there was like a very like strong discontent by all the faculty and staff to modern music. Like I was, I was very much like the black sheep of the program immediately. They were just rejecting hip hop, rejecting rock, rejecting metal, rejecting all of the stuff where all of the people that they were teaching were clearly going to go right into that field and were clearly mm. influenced by it. There's a strong rejection and, and kind of like a a downplay on stuff. And now to this day, I graduated from there in 2014. Now they are just revamping their program where I see like some of the teachers are going out to Nashville to conferences, and they're they're doing like a, a revamp of like a music entrepreneurship of like how people work in these spaces. And I was like, dude, I was telling you guys this like eight years ago that you need to accept that we're not like like first of all, I'll just say right away, I love classical music and jazz and all music, right. everything. I I love that shit, dude. I love playing it. I love studying scores like that. I still love all of that shit, but right. rejecting stuff like this, it's like. Dude, the, these programs have to be here, man. Hip hop has been around for God know for how long now? It's like it's clear, dude. It's clear. So like, tell me about this, man. Tell me about how this happened, and then I would love to know like what what you're hoping to do with this course. And I hope to. I'm excited to, to hear. Maybe like later, like hit in with you. It's like see how this goes, man. I'm excited to see this offered, especially small town Maine. It's still being offered, so it's not like we're in Boston or New York City. You know, you're offering a program to teach hip hop to to kids and that's legit.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting too because I I would say this strictly too. I'm teaching what I'm specifically teaching is conscious hip hop writing in a sense. So, I pers- I really I don't have a big knowledge of hip hop and stuff like that. And that's just the truth of it. There's a lot of people who actually study it and focus on it and stuff. My, I started out acting and doing that. I listened to Fresh Prince of Will Smith when I was young and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, I don't want to lie and say I'm going to be teaching like the you know that past of hip hop and that kind of stuff. I'm just teaching how how writing and how this art form specifically hip hop and singing has. Healed me and helped me, you know, heal other people and stuff like that. So that's this conscious hip hop class. Pretty much came about, really inspired by Laura Morris, who I was cast in a online play during COVID. To oh. for the I was cast in a play for, and I hadn't acted in in years, so I, that's how I met her. She was the director, and then after that, she had the opportunity and we connected and she had the opportunity to teach improv to kids and she wanted me to be her assistant teacher. So we did that. So that was my first experience teaching improv. And I think it was through acorn theaters or something like that. I think I can't remember, but it was, it was fun. And then we just started talking and I mentioned, you know, I'd, I'd love to teach, hip hop or just my form of hip hop. And she actually works and creates programs through Be The Influence, which is the job I'll be starting next year, which is bringing different stuff, creative. It's called arts and prevention. So the theater aspect, she has an art aspect of it. And she was looking for a musical component. So arts and prevention, they build resiliency in kids through art, through that, and they needed a music form and she yes. knew she knew what i did i talked about my hip hop my this conscious hip hop you know i talked about how you know a lot of people people i feel like older generation they call it rap or hip hop you know what i mean it, it, they that's just what it is so i feel like their form of rap is just the trash you hear on the radio which is not all bad but just a lot of the same boasty kind of you know you know the, the trash out there yeah but so that's just what they get so i've been lucky enough through my what i've been doing over the years that i've been able to get attention from older generation younger generation um and they seem to connect with the music cuz i try to just you know i just just me anyways but yeah she yeah. she liked that and she was like all right she's really good at getting grants and stuff for all these different things so she's like let's get you a grant to do a hip hop class through the Wyndham school. They need something there. Let's make it happen. So really I have to shout her out for, for, you know, really getting the ball rolling with it. And I realized right away at that camp that the kids, I I realized right away that, that that's what I want to put my attention to through family band records. I've been looking for kind of like a, cause or purpose where can we really do good cuz yeah we can put yeah, out music yeah. yeah we can put on shows but how are we helping the community that kind of deal so this is the way i want to do it so yeah i love it dude i love that yeah i'm I, dude, i'm super excited for that like first of all
0: like when you're saying like hey we're not going to teach history but i'm going to teach you know like how we can use this for resilience resiliency oh my god say that five times we, uh, you know use this art form for communication I mean, I think anyone out there who's listening to the show that's an that's a musician, but even anyone that's a creative, it's it's all the same way. We just have different tools that we use for it. This stuff, like, dude, it it obviously changed my life, it changed your life. It's this way of like being resilient. I, I like that you put it that way, being resilient, building resilience and and being able to use that as a way to express communication as a way to diffuse times when you're not good, like whether, you know, channel bad energy out of it. I used to play drums, dude. Like when I was pissed in high school, I had like a really bad anger problem in high school. No one would ever know that today. Like, you'll, you know, you'll see like, I still have like a short temper for like, if I'm working with like building, I'm doing so much renovation right now. If I'm trying to like hammer something in or something and I miss, like I'll still like have little short stuff, but I have zero with like people. Like I'm, I'm right. just... I don't give a shit what anyone says or does anything. I'm just never going to have a problem. But in high school, I was like, not good. Like I got mad really easily, but I never really got into trouble because I would go home and play the drums for like three or four hours, dude, burn that shit off. Come in the next day. I was like, good again. If I didn't have that outlet, if I didn't have that outlet, I might not be the same person, man. I might've, I I might've gotten big trouble, man. I might've gotten big trouble and people a lot strip away the arts. And they stimulate the athletics, and I was in athletics too, and that did a lot for me too. But you can't strip away the arts, and so I'm I'm no. loving you talking about this. Like I'm liking that you're you're talking about how can we use this thing that I'm already doing and creating to to even go further in that because you're already helping people by putting on the shows, man. All those artists yeah. coming out. They're getting expression, all their fans, all that. Like that's all good anyway. And then you're doing this. You have this other young lady that you talked about who is going on the offense of three different art forms. How do we move this forward? Get this into the kids. And yeah, dude, I, I appreciate what you're doing. I think that it's Just gonna love that you're young lady too.
1: Hey. She's gonna love you. <laughs> I did that on purpose. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, I, no, I'm excited it's for beautiful. it. It's beautiful. And you know, I yeah, I often think like, what, where would I be without the music. That's why, you know, yeah. I don't have any regrets necessarily. Yeah, a lot of bad stuff happened in the past, you know, dramatic stuff, whatever, but everything yeah. led to going to Maine, to picking up the drumsticks, to, you know, going to US, you know, starting acting, going to USM and meeting this group of, of guys who are into hip hop and freestyling and starting to write and just like it all culminated to, you know, this point which like I said, this is this whole past few months has just been extremely surreal in my head. Like just insane. Like I I feel insane, but I'm also not insane. It's a weird place to be. But with all this wonderful stuff happening like being cast in the play, coming up here and then, you know, so getting back to my roots of what I first really felt passionate about. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, you know, now teaching this hip hop and, you know, the opportunity to build further. It's, it's just crazy because COVID was a, was a weird time for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. So let's Dude, talk about so uh, a couple of things a little bit. Like what did you create family band records to do? That's your record label that you are co-founder and creator. And right. Like what, What is family band records and what, what purpose does that serve? And what does that grow to be? I've seen like, I, I was telling you, I need to get to one of your shows, but like from the site, I saw like some really cool events where it's like made to like stimulate multiple arts or it's, it's, it's kind of like these ways to in the same discussion, create art like that. But like what's family band records? How did that start as what it is? And what's the intention for that for the future?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, generally, like I said, so I, I met Kyler at Bolfini's. That's where we first met. He really, if you ever meet Kyler, once you meet him, you'll never forget him. He He is one of the, I think, one of the most important people in this music scene, especially the hip hop scene, because he's always supporting everybody, always buying merch from different acts that come through he he's just and he's an artist at heart too so he's he's really about helping you know the art community and building that up but he's he really is just an inspiring human and a a beautiful soul and he basically invested in me and you know we started out just friend you know friends and jamming in, in his basement and you know, freestyle and creating. He has a son, Seamus, and I remember. You know, he was young. Now he's like thirteen years old, and he's actually yeah. helping produce our Dead Flow Society album that we'll be releasing next year. So it's crazy Craig. how it's built up in the family too. But that's cool. Yeah. So we just kept growing through the years. He's helped me when you know I needed a place to stay or I needed um, to work. I needed to make money. He's 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 a carpenter, so I've been able to work with him. He's just. They've, you know, just been there for me. Like I said, very much father figure, brother, friend. And then, you know, after a while of, you know, just connecting with somebody musically and he went to all my shows at Monday the Minds, and we, you know, went to other things and, you know, he always showed his support. And then we started creating music together. And then we went into, like I said, uh, the art walk. So the art walk, we'd perform at Cataragive and just freestyle for the whole time. He'd play the bass. We'd do. I'd perform some songs. So we started getting some attention there. And from Monday the Mines, when I started performing, and this this guy dropped a thousand dollars on my first album. He made it possible. So the unique unknown wow. album on Spotify, which wow, we man. got produced through Maven Made Agents or Maven. He's he's just another multi-talented person you should probably interview at some point. He's just phenomenal. But he, he yeah. mixed and mastered cool. it. But yeah, Kyler spent a thousand bucks on it. And then once that, I think once that CD came into fruition, we really realized, and I started growing. I kind of got into a better place where I could focus more, less on myself and more about other people. You can't, you can't I, focus on other people so you're... Yourself, yeah. The, right. the chronic pain really drove me inward. I'm very extrovert, but I feel like now I have very introverted qualities now because of that whole experience. But he was always yeah, yeah. there for me. And then, yeah, so I think once the CD came out, then we started to really build. Then I got knack. I don't know why. What I can't remember what inspired me to do my first show, but we did a show at the Two in Westbrook. First hip hop show, I got the poster had different acts we had hip-hop and alternative music so i i don't even listen to hip-hop a lot i mean i was listening to run to jewels earlier but i listen to progressive metal that's solely what i really listen to 12 foot ninja just came out with an amazing album dream theater's coming out with an album tomorrow so that's like what heals me really but yeah so we did that show and he obviously support he was there and then after that Start, let's see. I'm trying to think of when the next show came into fruition. So, so what
0: what is like what is the objective of Family Band Records? Is it just a is a so, place to store all of these
1: energies that you're up to in the scene in one one space I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the mission statement because Kyler Kyler came up with it. It's perfect. I need to memorize. It sounds awesome. It, it sounds awesome. But I, it's it's the best way to very quickly clarify. So, Family Band Records was founded in 2019 with a mission. To, I'm gonna start it over with a cool voice. Oh, yeah. Family Band Records was founded in 2019 with a mission to support and empower aspiring artists and use creativity as a voice for positive social change. We. Spoke sponsor and invest in music acts on the family band label and host shows, events through our Dead Flow It Society series. So I need to fix that. That is now, we, me and him are now Dead Flow It Society and we're a music group. But that's where the first shows really started picking up. I stole the oh, Dead yeah. Flow Society name from him and was like, let's use it for show and create with me interactive art shows, which are the other thing you were talking about with each goal is the same to inspire new and old artists to challenge their creativity, creative and personal potential and connect community through poetry and art. So connecting, I think one important thing for me is what I want out of family band records is just to connect with as many people as possible, collaborate, bring people together. That's why I love putting on shows. I think that's what that I think is a really big drive into to what I do and him is, is, I'd say it's the same man. He loves investing in, in music and supporting the local scene and anybody coming through and doing their thing. But yeah, that's family band records in a nutshell. So that really, we decided in 2019, I think this was before COVID hit, but we're like, and this is when I shows I, so I, lived on Gilman street with the bumbling woo-hahs shout out to them. So I was living there and they are amazing musical act, a mix of folk and Ozzy Osbourne is how I would explain it. Yeah. But I live right next to the five spot Philly joint run by Keith Costello and his lovely lady. And they have a beautiful daughter too. And this touring act was coming through boxer's jaw. And I had just built up connections at that point, and I'd put on another show recently through friends of Boxer's Jaw, and I let them stay at my place. So they, you know, that just they recommended me to put on a show. So Boxer's Jaw was like, "We're coming through tour. Can you can you set up a show?" And I was like, "I." me I can't do that I don't have the time blah 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 that's always the first reaction with me is like I can't do that and then like 10 minutes later the next day I'm like what am I fucking saying happening I can do that so I hit up Keith was like Keith I want to put on a show he was like yeah let's do it shout out to Keith because he really started you know really started the drive and and push it gave me the first spot it was beautiful little little space down there but Dude, shout out I, to
0: anyone that's a venue yeah. owner or place that allows for that stuff to start up because once it starts yeah. it's like it's on but like you have to like allow people a foot in the door to see what happens
1: shout out yeah, to anyone to be that's open. like doing you that shit be man open. For sure. And he was, you know, he, he loved uh what we did. But yeah, the I booked a, the first show. It was a mix of hip hop and alternative music. I believe I had my buddy um Justin Cataphonic, his lady drew the art for my single coming out tomorrow, four thirty-seven AM. And yeah. so yeah, put on Dead Society One, went off with a hit, had an after party at my place. Everybody came out. I did professional photos, so I invested money. Paid the DJ, Graphic Melee, paid for photos. And then the second one paid Sarah Violet to come out and do video and, you know, book some more amazing acts, again, hip hop and alternative. And then then we decided to do Create With Me, which is, again, Kyler's genius idea be- behind a lot of this, like the Family Band Records name. He came up with that, Dead Flow at Society. He's just really good. But Create With Me is a mix of art and Music, hip hop and alternative music. So people can go and do cool. live art. We have a creative station and yeah. So this, the show started building up and then COVID happened and then that kind of halted. But me and yeah. Kyler kept pushing and put out another album with a bunch of different people from me and Miles Bullin. We got I nine on there, Lunar land, a bunch of different people, Rigatoni. Shout out to Rigatoni. But yeah, it's just crazy how it's kind of spiraled and through. COVID, we stayed strong and kept building and didn't let it deter us in any way. And here we are back on putting on shows and doing all that. Yeah, man. I don't know if I answered your question, but I sure did say a lot.
0: I think so. It feels like it did. Yeah. It's pretty much (laughs) pretty much Daily Band is created as a as a home for a lot of the things that you were doing, but like a way to focus that energy and concentrate it into one spot of an easy way for people to access it and, and basically work with you guys with everything that you were doing. Any you were doing this stuff anyway. You were creating that's, this anyway. That's, this is happening. That's the important thing, Band Records, is the home yeah. for it, and this is where people can interact with it and know what's going on. And that's yeah. just a clearer way to
1: be a part of that energy, man. So I I, I totally get that. It's interesting you say that because that's I, I feel like we were just doing our thing and, until we decided, hey. Let's take a moment. What is our goal? What are we do? That's when Family Band Records was officially born in 2019. Yeah. When we took that step and was like, "Wait, what do we want to do?" You know, we're what are we? We're already doing it, but how do we focus our energy and actually start yeah. to yeah. you know pr- bring it out outward or whatever? Yeah. So it's it's crazy. yeah yeah dude, that's awesome. Like yeah, like I
0: I there's a lot of uh, we had a uh, Mayo on here as an artist from New Hampshire that went like full time. As like a local artist supporting herself. And like she talked about how she basically has like a mission statement. Just like you're talking about your website with Kyler here, like there's a mission statement, there's a purpose. It's like you don't have to be a big corporate brand with like stocks and all this crazy shit to like have a mission statement and a purpose. Like it's nice to have a focus of like, we can be doing all of this creative shit. We can be doing all of these things that are fun to do and they're not corporate y and like BS. But like, what is our point of doing this? Like, even if you're like a joke band or like a fun band, like, and you're just like a party band or whatever, you should know, like, what are we trying to do? Like, what do we want the audience to feel? What do we want them to do? What is our music supposed to be doing? And like, what, you know, if you're doing like all these multiple events and these things that you're trying to to do, what is the purpose of this thing? It's nice to have a way to say that or like portray it or like even just the fact of branding making this family band records. Throwing that name on there still like focuses that energy inward of like, these are all the things that make us who this thing is. And once it's a brand, it is a different thing. It's a different thing when you wake up and you can put that on a shirt, you put that on and that means something different, man. When people see that thing, it means something of like what that concentrated energy is that purpose and that focus. That's something totally.
1: Yeah. And I feel like to anybody listening that, that is really the, that I feel like genuinely that's the difference between that's where that next step happens for you. So if you're like you know you do feel like you're doing a lot of stuff but nothing's happening, is you got to take that, make that, have that moment where you sit there and you're like, all right, wait, what? What do I actually want to do? How do I want to? You know, whether it's help people or you know do whatever you want to do, you just got to pretty much take that step. You know, yeah. cross the bridge, yeah. as DJ Matt Perry would say, cross the bridge, finish the bridge, and cross it. Whoa. Damn. Damn. Shout out to DJ Matt Therry. <laughs> That's one of his beats. Um, no, probably maybe oh. he loves the bass. I just okay. freestyle beatboxing. I'm just crazy. I sing all the time. And we'll, sample we'll sample that. We'll sample that. We're gonna back sample that. <laughs>
0: do it. <laughs> do so, dude, it. like we're like not far off before I'm gonna ask like my questions that end the the episode. But like, I want to back pedal a little bit because we've talked about all these things that have come out of just you as an artist to turn into these brands and these different events and things that are drawing and all these other people but like inward where did unique unknown come from what's that name mean to you how did you create that and like where did the the line of like i know that you were saying like you were getting into like rapping and hip-hop in college but like where where did that become the unique unknown is the name and the artist like kind of what went into that i guess
1: that really came... I mean, I remember exactly when I came up with the name. I was in a bus, I think going from Portland to Gorham or vice versa. Every time, yeah. I have song, Vice Versa, so every time I say that, my mind freezes for a moment. But I was in the bus and I was trying to... Again, I was dealing with pain and at the time and I was thinking on the bus. I was like, all right, I want to actually... I was going by Nathan LaPointe before. I was like, I want to come up with a, a name. I feel it. I feel it in my bones, my soul. I need to come up with some. So I just remember thinking to myself, and this is literally, I think how what happened. I was like thinking to myself, "Well, all right, let's see. You know, right? You're writing down down names, and I'm like, well, you know what? People used to call me weird all the time in middle school. I got it from everybody. Weird, but it wasn't a bad weird. Like Nate, you're weird. It was like just goofy, crazy motherfucker. Like you know. Yeah, they so, weren't shitting on you. They're just like you're just a different dude. Yeah, man. yeah, you, you're 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 different. <laughs> and so I thought of that. I am weird. I'm I'm unique. I'm okay, unique. I like that as a first name. And then I yeah. thought less of like myself in a sense. And I thought you know, and I'm unknown. And again, this this is real. It sounds corny as shit, but no, it, no, I, no. Okay. But I was like, I am unknown to you know. I thought about the whole. You can drill a hole and go to China or something like that, was always saying. But there's people on the opposite side of the world who know absolutely nothing about me, what's going on in my life. So I'm unknown to somebody in this world. Somebody does not know me. So that's where it came from. Unique, unknown, just like I don't know a lot of, obviously, people. So And once I had that, again, I started to... Again, I was dealing with really bad just... It was rough time, but started writing and really looking at myself for the first time. Uh, really understanding the depression, the anger, the anxiety, the pain, yeah. all my all feelings. Just that I was facing myself for the first time through that period of time. That's real, that's, dude. that's where unique and known, and that's still the same. That's why I call it conscious hip hop because that there is an actual definition for conscious hip hop. Something about what is it conscious hip hop or socially conscious hip hop is a subgenre genre of hip hop that challenges the dominant culture, political, philosophical, and economic consensus and, or comments on social issues and conflicts. So that's not my version of conscious hip hop. My version of conscious hip hop is being able to truly look at yourself and also understand that we are all the same. We all struggle. Something doesn't matter. You're rich, poor, doesn't matter. Whatever yes. you, you're, you bleed the same blood. It's the simplest freaking thing in this world that people can't understand is you cut our arms, you're gonna bleed the same blood. We yes, are dude. literally the freaking same people. The same. Um, so yes. that is just like the essence of my true soul deep. And that's what I believe. That's what continues to push me forward on this trajectory and not, man, I I go through crazy times. You know, you look at me and you think, oh man, he's got his shit together. He's so funny. He's so awesome. But you know, you think of somebody like Robin Williams or anybody, you know, it's just, there's, you don't know really what's going on behind the wall. So it's just, you know, pushing, just pushing, just like you. Yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot of great art comes from
0: pain. Unfortunately, like a lot of times mm-hmm. when you, that's true. I don't know if it is for you, but like it definitely is for me. Like it's always like a joke. It's almost like if your life gets too good, it's like, you're afraid, like, can I write songs? Because like right. you write, like it's when you get in that state that's like so focused of like, how do I express this thing? I can't express that's when like the best art comes out. A lot of times, not always. There's so many like positive right. songs out there that come from like like a moment of pure bliss. Like they're they're so happy. They're like, damn, I gotta like. They can't express it that it down, way. Yeah. But that those pure emotional states. That's when like uh, whether it's good or bad. That's when so much of that comes out, man. And uh, so that's so I, I understand that. And 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 it's cool because you know like it helps you channel it yourself when you write it. And then for those that don't have a creative outlet. You know, they don't have a creative output they do necessarily, like maybe they do in other forms. But when they listen, associate, and keep those songs, paintings, like whatever, all shirts, brands, and things that they pick out, when people take that art that you create that is you expressing something in some way and then they associate it with them then that also helps them express themselves just by the fact of like listening to your music or like wearing that mm-hmm. shirt or whatever, like that helps others express that same way. And that's, that, that's the part of what art does for society, man, is it is expression beyond what human can palpably portray to other humans?
1: It's healing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad that's, you know, the path I'm in, you know, I, I it's just, what I'm going to keep doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I am so Same. sorry. Same. No, I appreciate it, man. I, I'm down with this.
1: <laughs> Musical hour. We're going to take a quick commercial break to bring you... What you got? I'm done. Commercial over.
0: Damn. That's never happened on this podcast.
1: Well... Charging 50 bucks. So
0: <laughs> this is going to be on like, my Patreon, dude. Yeah, it's going to be like a special content release. It's going to be the Unique Unknown Music Hour of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Never <laughs> released on Spotify or anything out there. It's only on the podcast.
1: It's fresh. I'm trying to... That's my, my movement. Fresh. Well, dude, now I'm going to
0: hit you with my dude. last six questions that i hit everyone with like when i hit every hundredth episode i go through all the different people that i have on and i see like what what are the similarities and differences between us all with the different paths that we're on it's really interesting to see actually it's kind of my little study
1: just a moment real quick i just gotta plug the laptop in i'm ready for you
0: first question why do you wake up and do what you do every day versus any other
1: thing that you could do in the world because there's something in my brain that Forces me to wake up every day. So uh, I decide when I wake up, might as well do some good with this opportunity instead of just wishing I was going back to sleep. You know, besides, I don't know, there's something inside of me that's just pushing me. It's, it's connecting with people. It's, you know, the love, it's the healing, it's the beauty in it all. That's what keeps me pushing. It's, yeah. it's a wild place. It's a, it's a dark place, but it's also extremely. Brighter than we can imagine. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like a lot of things on this journey, like whenever you're like starting a business or like you're pursuing your passion or creative or like something that's like alternative to like a very regular, more predictable path, it's super highs and super lows. So, like you have to be the right person to accept that. But like if you like it, like you like it. Like I, I love the super highs and super lows, dude. I like it when shit is like unfortunately like i like tell people like i've learned this about myself when we're talking about like self-awareness like i if there's not like enough problems in my life i will create it like i'll make things harder because i want i want the game dude and like you have to like it to do that but like if you like it and then it's just like you wake up every day and you're like i i want to go figure this shit out
1: yeah yeah. and just understanding that top and the bottom of it all like the song vice versa being on top of the world feeling like you have nothing or being at rock bottom and understanding you know having perspective there's also that kind of balance in it all too yeah yeah respect what would be if something like I'm
0: sure that you learned a lesson from like what happened but like what would be something that like five years you would tell five years ago you like hey don't do this thing not necessarily it was a mistake but like this kind of sucked five years ago, me don't do this thing.
1: I don't recommend it you know I, I wouldn't say that or do anything because I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't make those mistakes and didn't do those things so that's a, that's a hard one to answer because I say someone I could w- get the lesson from from
0: this conversation right here what's something that you're like, dude learn I would from say just don't mistakes, but don't do this
1: don't again. F- don't feed into anxiety and and pain don't when you're when you're feeling depressed or anxious or you know hurting a lot don't feed into that chemical or whatever it is in your mind that tells you you know there is nothing out there whatever you know because I've been there and sometimes yep. I've let myself just go in that that's the worst Same. my worst enemy so I'd say it's a corniest thing but communication is another thing that's just helped me being able to talk to somebody and tell them what I'm going through or whatever so I'd say talk to somebody if you're struggling. That's something you know I've regretted at times to where maybe I've lost it in in my mind or whatever. So that's what yep. I would say. That's also, legit. I guess don't take gabapentin or nortriptyline because that shit will fuck with your ability <laughs> to remember. And deal with your anxiety. So that's
0: I've that's never cool. heard that one. So I don't know. <laughs> so that's legit. Flip side: What's the best thing you've ever done? Or you're like, damn, I wish I did this five
1: years ago. This is awesome. I'm highly recommend this. Taught conscious hip hop to the the middle schoolers at the camp. I think that was one of the most crazy experiences. Performing in front of them, seeing, capturing their attention, and then putting all of the stuff we've talked about everything past passing the positive and, in the wave to heal and all that f- to these kids and yep. continuing yeah. it. But again, I, you know, was in a different place back then, but that is something, you know, I wish, you know, I would, I wish I would have started teaching more, teaching kids earlier on. I've always wanted to do that, but you know, life gets in the way. No shit, man.
0: What would be a superpower that you have? Not like, like a Marvel DC superpower, like a a superhero, but like you as a person, as unique unknown as Nathan LaPointe, like what would be a superpower that people would say about you or that you feel that you have? Fuck
1: that. I want to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's what I want to be. My superpower is this uncanny ability to pretty much step into a room and pass on healing energy, positive energy Make somebody smile. That is my favorite thing. Like, for example, yeah. working at Staples, when somebody would come in the door, I'd be like, welcome to Staples or say it in some you know smooth way. Sing for people. I just sing all the time. So just that. Just that's my superpower is connecting people and bringing them up. Hell yeah, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, Like I said earlier, just like your Facebook posts. I love them, man. Like, I don't really like hang on Facebook a lot because it is so shitty for me. But like, I pump in there like maybe noon or like once at night and I just check out some stuff real quick. But like, every once in a while, I catch your posts and I like just like they make you think. So I can tell that you're just a spirit of good vibes, man. Like, it's, it's not, it's always something to, to make you think in the right direction. And I appreciate just those little posts that you do. So
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's important. It's, you know, it's, what I think it's a thought for me. Yeah, it's, it's it's beautiful, especially the goofy videos. That's just the purest form of stress relief for me. Just love it, making people laugh. So yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah, what would be a resource that you'd recommend to the audience? It could be a podcast, an you know a book, YouTube video, a website, whatever. Like something doesn't have to be anything that we talked about, or it could be. Could be mindset music, business, anything dude like what's a what's some resources or of resource that people should check out?
1: You know, I would honestly say, for me, I've always not been the person to look something up or get information where you know as much as internet and all this is such a negative thing, and social media and all that is is really just kind of a disgusting thing, I think we live in a time where we have the ability to learn whatever we want by just searching it. And I'm saying that knowing very well, knowing I'm just starting to really try to take advantage of that, to learn new things or to get help. There's plenty of P you know, wonderful other people who do podcasts like you or do YouTube videos to help you and that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe you have to sift through some bullshit sometimes, but you do, you know, I, I'd say just become more knowledgeable in that sense. But yeah, you know, people, humans, you know, most important resource is, is somebody you can connect with and talk to and help Express vent too, so just people in general talk. Talk to somebody. I think that's the biggest best resource. The, we Fair. we can talk, so talk in a sense, but don't I'm talk too it, much. Man. Don't talk too much.
0: Well, dude, I'm a podcaster. That's like my
1: job. What, what am I supposed oh, to do, bro? That's not you. That's not I you. That's to talk the, too much. <laughs> that's the world. No.
0: Okay. It. No, I'm with it, man. I I totally agree. I I like to learn. I'm like constantly looking at books and podcasts and blah, blah, blah. But also like there is nothing that can replace human connection. There's nothing that can replace like a true mentor, like someone who is doing the things that you are passionate about, like being able to talk to them and bounce ideas off and, and grab a cup of coffee or like hang out here and like chat like this. That's obviously yeah. why I made this this show here, man, is to like have these conversations and to be able to have that connection and, and share it with people. So I'm with it's you, man. Beautiful. I love I love it's meeting beautiful. up people. Last is the easiest, man. Where do people keep up with you, Unique Unknown, Family Band Records, and all the all the shit that you are up to, my man?
1: Well, it's official, com. So you can Ooh. find uh, my stuff through FamilyBandRecords.com. You can find out about the past shows we've done, um, what's going on in the future. Yeah, that or just We Are All Unique Unknown Linktree. Look me up on the Linktree and you can get all my information there. I'm, I'm Pretty much everywhere, but yeah, talk to me.
0: Word. All right. So people, first of all, everyone that's been watching on live stream, thank you very much for hanging out with us. If you have anything that you want to like follow up on, always feel free. Like We're talking right now with what Nate's saying about talking. If you ever want to DM me, I'm sure that he'd be fine with DMing him. Always down to hear what people are up to and chat on anything that you want to chat How on if you
1: DM me. How does it feel having talked to 138 people? That's crazy.
0: What do you With mean?
1: Oh, my episode? People. Yeah, yeah. It says episode 138. Dude, this is my
0: 138th episode, and shout we have 8,000 downloads of the podcast. And it's Dude, like people from different to countries you. and
1: shit. It's crazy, Respect. man. Respect. It feels awesome, Keep pushing, man. It's beautiful. It's yeah, beautiful.
0: It, it feels awesome, man. Like whenever I'm in different places traveling there's oftentimes someone that i can go grab coffee or lunch with and like talk about what they're working on like their business or their creative or whatever and uh this is what inspires the living shit out of me man is this so it feels great i love people man and just like you with what you're saying i love, love yeah. people and i want to meet people all the time
1: so it's a love hate relationship no more no hate man hate more love love than and love hate
0: the <laughs> oh, <dude>. <laughs> all right, all right. The hate is the hate is editing and managing the podcast. That's the hate. The love <laughs> is the people though. The, the balance,
1: the man. It's balance. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on here. This was really uh, uh amazing experience for sure. good it's just great, great to connect with you and chatting with you.
0: For people that uh like pumped it like I say uh W clearance, you just jumped in here for anyone jumping in late. If you want to listen to this whole podcast, you can listen to this at wakingupfromwork.com. It'll be out as like a podcast in maybe four or five weeks or something like that. And you can listen to the whole thing. Uh, If you are trying to figure out any of those links for Unique Unknown or any of the the resources or things that we talked about, wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes or down in the show notes below. uh, If you're listening on a podcast, you can click on all that stuff and go check out his music and you and you're not going to hear this on the podcast it's going to be like a month later or something like that but tomorrow this guy yeah. has a new song coming out at 4:37
1: a.m. and it's called 4:37 a.m. with Max Felker featuring Max Felker and Sparky so yeah that's out tomorrow listen up or this is out 6 weeks ago so go find it if you haven't listened yet
0: so go find it that's been out you don't have to wake up at 4:37
1: now yeah right but you still should